Hey y'all, welcome back to Oklahoma Life. You got the Oklahoma wife, Vanessa Hines here, and sitting across from me is my lovely husband, Brandon Hines. Hi. <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk about Brandon's hobbies, which Switching are up. work, work, uh, yep. and work. Yeah, pretty much. Right? All right, guys. Now well, what that else was is it. there? No, that's it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but for real, you have things you're interested in. Sure, yeah, yeah. When you actually have time. Yeah, facts. Um, and what are those? Um, so, hobby is a weird word for me because, like, you know, this podcasting thing is kind of a hobby for me. True. Um, you know, video games. Whenever I get around to it, it used to be a lot more. Now it's not so much. Um, it's it's here and there, but not like you know friends who you know do 30 40 hours a week on video games or anything so um and then sometimes just like D, but you know realistically uh that's hasn't happened in a few months like two yeah um and then it's work that's literally about it and then, okay no, no no work is not a hobby well things that you're interested in outside of work sure sure so i mean i got a couple i don't know what do you want to talk about woodworking uh, when I get around to it every once in a while, <laughs> I've done nothing since we moved and nothing in months, but yeah. Well, but that's, I mean, I think that's probably because you don't really have much of a space. I Facts. mean, you built like two beds for me, mm -hmm. two garden beds. Right. That doesn't really crowd. That's just screwing <laughs> together three pieces of wood, cutting one down. I mean, you used a saw, so. Yes, that is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. No, I mean, I, I don't do a whole lot of stuff. It's mainly like I spend, including travel time, because it's like an hour a day travel time. I probably work mm -hmm. 63, 65 hours a week or something. Um, so there's not really a whole lot of time for stuff outside of that, because it's like I get up, I go to work, I come home, usually put a baby to bed, and then kind of rinse and repeat. Um, you know, we have the Wednesday nights where we do the other podcast and then this one just happens whenever we do. Um, you know, I try to sneak away and, and do my own thing, but that's, that's about as far as it normally goes. Yeah. So we've Beer. had a lot of hobbies over the, over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of your past hobbies that you're not doing currently? And mm. do you wish maybe you were doing them? So... Let me think. I mean, I I do the beer thing every once in a while still. That's that's kind of a current but passing hobby thing. When you run out. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, things I used to do that I don't really anymore. Um, disc golf. Disc golf would be one, yeah, whenever I was active outside and doing stuff. But it becomes a lot harder to do when you have kids. You know, you, you lose a lot of your own personal um endeavors you know whenever right. whenever you start having other responsibilities show up uh, but yeah i used to disc golf um a good amount that was fun um it was a lot easier whenever you know it's just like hey i'm leaving and you're like okay cool i'm doing my own thing <laughs> you know now it's not like ah you've got the kids and i, I got the kids and you know <laughs> so disc golf was fun um we still have all the discs it's it's a very simple thing it's funny because people still call it frisbee golf and i'm like no mm -hmm. frisbee is a brand you know, it's just not how this works. You know, it's like instead of saying, you know, just regular golf, it's like calling it Titleist ball. And you're like, no, <laughs> it's a golf ball, you know. Uh, disc is the utensil to actually play the game, kind of like golf is using a golf ball and golf clubs, not right. specific ones. Um, 
that was fun. Um, I thought about getting back into it. I just haven't really had time. Um, and then outside of that, you know, there's the brewing, the, the, the fun little food competitions. We used to do a whole lot. We did one decently recent. Mm-hmm. Um, used to do that a lot more, but it's really about it. I think. Why didn't we ever make plans again for that? Was that up to me? The Oktoberfest one? Girls? Yeah, yeah, basically. The Oktoberfest one. Uh, Oktoberfest slash Halloween slash... Um, I don't even know about that Fall one. festival one. No, we talked about it. I don't remember that yeah, at surprise. all. That's I remember... why we haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Well, I remember we were supposed to do the, um, the one in August, mm-hmm. but then, you know, August was crazy with mm-hmm. all the birthdays and school starting for right. everybody, and so... Yeah. I don't know. Right. Shrug. Yeah. Well, and then we <laughs> talked. I talked to Billy about doing a, um, you know, Oktoberfest styling of uh, some kind of food or some kind of drinks or some kind of something. Because um, Oktoberfest is actually a fall festival that usually takes place at the end of September, beginning of October. Um, and we talked about doing one for that. But then it's kind of like uh, it's, you know, just us getting drunk most of the time. So. <laughs> is that what happened last time? No. No. Oh, okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> no, if it's going to be an Oktoberfest one, it's going to oh, include a whole lot right. of beer, though. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, music used to be a really, really heavy hobby of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really play as much as I'd like. But the girls um, love it when you sure. play. But again, it's I come home and it's time to get them to bed. Kind of yeah, thing. It's not I really, know. Uh, you know. There's no time for it, right. except for your days off. Right. Which doesn't have time for it. Right. You know, days off are usually like, I'm going to relax. And by relax, I mean do 38 things that you need done. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you were only working 40 hours a week. Yeah. Then you could have time to do those things right. that I need done during true. the rest yeah. of the week. Well, that's one of the things that I was talking about it recently with somebody that, you know, salary is kind of a bullshit thing. I mean, you get paid well normally when you're on salary. You get paid, you know decently over the top of what normal hourly people are going to make um but labor laws go out the window there are no labor laws when you're on salary like it's literally i think the definition is you work until the job that you're contracted or you know uh salaried for is done oh really yeah so like that opens up the excuse to like hey listen tomorrow's my 15 hour day Mm Hmm. sorry right you know um and i was talking with my area director you know and when I'm not working, my other two managers pretty much dick off most of the time. Um, and, you know, and I don't say that as, like, a lightly thing. Like, you know, I take the day off and speed of service goes to shit. Or I take the day off and, you know, we get shitty surveys. Or I, you know, take or a day off. Or you get called and, and have to go in anyway. Right. You know, We're so having an emergency. He was like... We had six tables. Right. So <laughs> my you know, opinion on how to fix that is like, I need people who are bought in that are trying to improve, that are trying to make the business better, blah, 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 blah. You know, and sometimes you can develop people further. Sometimes you can't. You have to be able to recognize that difference. And, um, you know, his solution is he goes, well, I guess you need to work another couple of days. Like, what? Dude, yeah, like, what the, really? You didn't tell me that. No, yeah, it happens. Um, But anyways, yeah. I mean... Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you you lose like, work life balance. You know, restaurants are notorious them, for just ruining literally like they're they're one of the hardest industries to work because it is all of the time. Like even if right. you are like let's just say you work at Walmart, right? Walmart's a completely different beast because you don't have those insane like little squirts, little 
you know, pieces of business where you just get your ass handed to you and you have to have people available that can handle that kind of thing. Um, you know, you'll get like Christmas season. Cool. Yeah. But you have extra managers to handle that. You know, we are a company that runs short staffed on managers all the time on purpose because it costs money to do so. Um, and it's just absolutely batshit crazy. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, but on that note, you know, as far as paying them and paying them well because they're salaried, right? I would think that they would want managers that are doing a good job. Sure. That they're paying. Like, if I'm paying you, mm-hmm. I want you to be working and I want you to be doing a good right. job. Like, I don't want to be paying you, you know, if, to just sit around and watch football on a Sunday night. Right. So <laughs> the, the issue you run into, though, is there becomes a lack of accountability, you know, because it's hard to fill a manager role in the first place. So when you don't have accountability, it becomes a lot harder. Um, when you don't have standards of execution, when you don't have, you know, expectations built in place other than you need to do a good job. Like that in itself is not doing a good job. You know, you like it's it's such a complicated, easy system, you know, um, it's complicated in the fact that, you know, the, the entire concept is just like you need to go do your thing. Right. Like you need to get to work. But that doesn't fucking mean anything. It's real easy to just dick that around because yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Well, and that means something different to everyone. Right, right, yeah. I mean... Leaves way way too much to open to interpretation. Yeah. You know, like, great example. I was working just a couple of days ago, um, and I had another manager on shift with me. Um, and I was like, all right, dude, you get the back, I got the front, right? What that means to me is you need to be floating around position to position, seeing what is struggling and trying to step in and fix it to make sure that it becomes an even keel across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, you know, I constantly had to keep going back and, you know, the manager would be in the walk-in pulling boxes out, you know, and it's like, that's great that you're doing that. Seven o'clock on a Friday night's not the time to do that. You know, that's <laughs> not how you do this. Right. You know, so it's like, hey, dude, I need you back on the line. You know, and I probably went back 30 times in a period of like three hours. You know, hey, dude, you need to get back on the he line. He didn't figure it out. No, no. You know, and uh, I think a lot of that is just will. Like, I don't really want to be on the line. You know, I'm not lending value. So I'll go portion shit on a Friday night. Like, I don't need you to portion dick on a Friday night. I need you to be actively involved in the shift. So I don't understand how, because this manager was acting GM before you got there. Right, but they had never bonus, never hit labor, never hit food costs, never hit fucking guest surveys. Like, Okay. You can can be an acting whatever you want, but the reason they hired me is because they obviously didn't have anybody fill that. Right. Well, I just remember you saying that he seemed like he was going to be good- you know. Yeah, I think that there's capability and there's possibility to be good, um, but I don't think there's the drive mm. or the focus. Okay. You know. Um, yeah, because you've mentioned that like he's on the same page with you on a lot of things, yeah. and he doesn't undermine you and things right. like that. So. Right, and like that's that's a very basic minimal expectation, though, right? Like, mm. So, anyways, back to hobbies. Obviously, work <laughs> is is something that I'm always passionate about, and we don't ever even no. get to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the other real hobby is coming up with business plans because I've done that. Like, you know, I sink myself into those pretty heavily when mm-hmm. I do that, which has always been interesting because I've been ahead of the game like thirty times since we've been married. Yeah, I um, know. That's why this time I'm like, you know, let's just do it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like for whatever reason I can see the trends that are happening right? and it, like well before they happen, like when food trucks first were becoming a thing, mm-hmm. you know, when they didn't reach it themselves out here, 
Um, but I was doing the math on it in my head and I said, you know what, that that's fucking brilliant. Like, I mean, you've always had the, the roach coaches or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them, you know, the, um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that you term heard roach before. Coach? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, it's the shitty food trucks that, yeah. you know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The really dirty places yeah, you don't want to go. Yeah. That one we looked at that she said, would you walk up to that right, one? Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, that place is fucking disgusting, you know, and they still want $25,000 for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're out of your mind. Um. But, you know, the the trick to it of something like that is very, very simple, is that you are a um, full-menued restaurant without all of the overhead. You have some right. overhead, but once you pay the truck off, which, you know, if let's just call it 50 grand or 30 grand or whatever the hell it is, if you pay it off in five years, you're not in debt to a building anymore. You right. Know? Like, I've worked at companies where, like, right now, my rent is, or my mortgage, I guess, is what you want to call it, is $16,000 a month is what we owe. Right. So, I have to make significantly more than that yeah. to cover my 30% food cost, to cover my, labor. you know, let's just call it 20% labor. Mm-hmm. So, between food costs and labor, that's half of my bills right there, um, not including everything else, you know. So, if you eliminate all of that, and then you take out... Um, you know, your mortgage or whatever you want to call it, but you still charge a decent, like I say decent, like not expensive, but decent price for food where people go like, I'm not getting ripped off, but it's not cheap ass cheap food, you know? Right. Um, it just, it makes complete sense. Like mm-hmm. that is the next trend. Like that will be the next big thing. You know, the fast casual market is going in that same range because I don't have to hire servers. I don't have to hire hostesses. I don't mm-hmm. have to hire bus boys, you know? Um, you just have, you know, a front of house staff that, takes order says hi cleans up the tables and moves on right you know so yeah so i mean we've had that one um there was the axe throwing business that was mm-hmm. about three and a half years ago that i started looking at that. yeah there were none in yeah. this and now mean, they're in, fucking everywhere in, right you know here or in arkansas yeah. and now yeah, yeah they're fucking everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. yeah no that was like ahead of the game again you mm-hmm. know? probably um, a solid six months to a year before oh anybody even heard of yeah. it yeah yeah, I went to talk to a bank, and it was that's the fucked up thing is that like in order to succeed in a business right now, you just need capital to start with, and you have to know somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I I know people, but I don't know anybody that has money that's willing to just, just throw it in. You know, right? Like, like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I do good for myself. Like, cool. Hey, listen, let's start a business. Like, no, I'm not going to start a business. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have a great job. I want to do that. You yeah, know? And it's like, okay, you know, like for the axe throwing thing, what made it simple and easy is that bowling has been around for nearly a hundred years um and people love doing it because it you know creates a like weekly gathering of skill set that we go and do and that's what makes a really good axe throwing place if you will watch all the um or if you go look at all the axe places is that it's it's very simple in theory mm-hmm. um a lot of them drive for events and events are great those won't survive right you know, that's just not the way that works. Right. Um, what really makes it happen is you have leagues that are cheap enough to cover your boards, cover your costs, cover your labor, whatever, but not make you rich. You know, right. if it costs me $40 to go throw a league of, of axes, then I'm paying way too fucking much. Right. You know, I used to bowl for, I think it was 1350 a week. Hmm. I can swing that. Yeah, right? for that's sure. super easy. That's probably less than you'll spend, well, maybe about what you'd spend going to a movie. Sure, right. You know, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, but it's the four of us getting to go and bullshit and have a good time. So it's that same kind of thing is that I think most of the act places are going to fail because they're too expensive because they're trying to make themselves rich rather than understanding that you need to become a cultural place for people. Right. Build a community yeah. that wants to keep coming back. Right. 
Um, what else was there? There's the brewery concept. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we started brewing, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Um, before all the breweries really started pushing. I think Marshall was the only actual brewery in Tulsa at the time, and then Prairie took off, you know, a couple of years later, but they were brewing out of Krebs, uh, not up here. Mm, right, um, I remember. Yeah, you know, so I want to do that. Um, but once again, brewery equipment is extremely expensive, and trying to tell a bank, like, hey, listen, I'd, I'd love to take out a loan to run one of these businesses and open one of these. They're like, okay, well, can you throw $30,000 in? No, why am I asking for money? Right. <laughs> like, that's not how this works to me. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I've had a couple other. I've had the the wing place, I think. I don't yeah. think there's any good wing places. I still don't think there's a good wing place. Um, apparently, there's Rosie's Wings in um, Tulsa. Well, I've not heard of that. Yeah. And I think there's two locations, but... From what I understand, he's it's kind of like Larry's Fried Chicken. Oh. It's not always open. It's not a reliable yeah, I can't place. Understand that, yeah, yeah. Um, my mom has said it's really, really good. Yeah. But he's never open. She's like, you yeah. can never get wings, you know. And right. and so that's definitely that's something. Kind of like trails end here in town too, though. Oh, are they like? Yeah, that? they close after breakfast, I think, and reset yeah. for lunch. Well, but no, I mean, this place is like not reliably open, like at all. Oh, like yeah, well, it doesn't have shitty. set hours and stuff. Yeah. And 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 if they run out They're early, done. then yeah. So I think that they don't um, set up enough to stay open that long. So like, I'm a fan of running out of food, um, and I say that yeah. not just for like a food truck concept, but like any restaurant in theory. Um, is that if you budget yourself in such a way that you have no waste, um, I think that is not just um, smart for you not to have carry food over and blah, 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 blah. But it's also really, really eco-friendly, which is awesome. It makes a about whole to say, lot of it's sense. It's environmentally friendly, well, too. Well, it, it really is, you know. And one of the issues you run in with most restaurants is that you have a lot of waste because the menus are too big. They're not focused well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make a lot of flavors with a very few ingredients if you know what you're doing. And instead, most of them have you know like oh we have this entire jug of this thing that only comes in five gallons but we only use it for one item and Mm -hmm. we sell three of those a month oh right but we still sell three of them right you know and it's a really shitty way to run a restaurant in theory yeah for Um, sure you should be in in my opinion you should be running a restaurant um with enough you know where you like you can budget yourself to get through a day um or you know maybe two days or whatever but you shouldn't have any items that one if they don't move don't have them right Uh, number two if this one ingredient is only in this one item and you don't use it for anything else get rid of that fucking item right right it doesn't make sense to carry one thing for for one specific thing if it doesn't sell well but if you're a large corporation you can eat a little bit more yeah well and you may have this you know chicken fried steak say right that sells really really well sure in certain regions but you don't necessarily i mean it may be difficult to make a regional menu um maybe yes. i mean i don't know yes and no um and i say that it just really depends on what you're talking about like chicken fried steak sells everywhere in the south it's just one of those things yeah for sure um fried pickles are in that boat you know but like what i'm talking about is if you have um you know, let's say I run a restaurant that doesn't use red wine vinegar except for one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then if I buy it commercially off a truck, I can only buy it in, you know, one gallon setups. Great example. Actually, this is a really good example. Maple syrup, right? Mm-hmm. Through our distributor, you can only buy a gallon of maple syrup. I don't know if you know how much maple syrup is. A quart oh, yeah, is like $18. Yeah. Yeah. 
So to get it's like seven dollars for a little tiny yeah, bottle. It's like I mean. seventy eight dollars, I think, for a gallon Ooh. of that. Right. Um we had the same bottle for over a year. Like I just threw it away because we hadn't been using it. You use like a tablespoon per whatever. Hmm. Right? And we made it like once every two weeks or something. Oh. Right. Because it was just a sauce that, you know, was very, very minimally mm-hmm. anything. Um, so we, we only used it until we ran out and then we'd be like, well, we can make it a couple of days. It's Monday. We won't sell that till probably Friday. So it's fine. Oh. You know? Um, and usually you're like, oh, you know, maple syrup doesn't go bad, but it went bad. Hmm. That's just what happened. You know? So we ended up throwing away, I don't know, maybe a half gallon of maple syrup. So we tossed, let's just call it $35, $40 yeah. down the trash. Um, because it went bad and it's because we had maple syrup for one sauce that was on an item that didn't sell. Wow. So why do you have it, right? Just get rid of it. Take it off the menu. Simplify things. You know, and I'm not I'm not that guy that knows everything, you know, forever inside and out of every food concept. You know, I'm not a Michelin star chef or anything like that. But I've not o- yet. I'm not going to be. <laughs> That's not something I'm interested in doing. To apply to be Michelin star, you got to pay money. Oh, really? I hate that idea. It's like mm. when you have to pay to apply to college. No, go fuck mm-hmm. yourself. If you're going to tell me no if I have to, to apply for you and you're going to make me pay for that, I'm not going to pay you to tell for you to tell me no. True. Why would I do that? Um, but if you ever notice, like, the really, really good restaurants have very simple menus. Mm-hmm. Right? It's because they're focused and you have a better quality because you're not trying to make... Th- 3,000 things you're trying to make 20. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, and then I think you have a little more, you know, planning going into it as far as reusing, you know, using Mm -hmm. the same ingredients in multiple dishes. Right. And being able to, you know, diversify those dishes, but still using, you know, using everything. Exactly. And there are some things that um, can carry pretty easily, you know, like seasonings and stuff, whatever. They don't really go bad. Right. They just lose flavor. Yeah. Like, you know, but don't get so much that you have to worry about that. Like if I get pumpkin spice and I get, you know, (laughs) um, you know, two quart container of pumpkin spice for for a three week promo, like you're out of your goddamn (laughs) mind. But... Um, generally speaking, you can get away with a whole lot when it comes to spices. Yeah. So anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, there's that, there's, you know, I've had the, the business plans left and right and I always get ahead of the game and just never works out cause it's hard to find somebody that can one that is willing to financially jump into a boat somewhere, you know? Right. Um, and two, like I'm really picky on the people that I would want to be in business with because for sure, um, I don't want somebody that's just focused on like, I have to make a million dollars on this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no dude, like let's, let's focus on building a good brand. Let's focus on making sure it's good food or it's a great place to be, or it's um, enjoyable or whatever it is, you know, it's, right. it's got to be focused for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that I think becomes the hard stem. You know, a lot of times people are like, well, you know, in, in the stocks, I can you can return 15%, blah, 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 blah. You can't return me 15%, not in a restaurant. Right. No. Like it's no, just... but I could probably return you long-term. Yeah, exactly. You like know. long-term, more steady, because, you know, what I was mm-hmm. actually looking at or thinking about, um, next year's an election year. Yeah. So next stocks year. Stocks will drop, possibly, yeah. Next year might not be 15% or 18% or 12% mm. or whatever. You know, right. next year might be 5%. Right, or you might lose. And you know, like my dad is a great example of his 401k he's had for 
God, I can't even tell you how many years in, in Verizon. Like 35 or something. But it was <laughs> WorldCom, then it became right. MCI WorldCom, then it became Verizon, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's gone through such a roller coaster ride. Like he had, I think he told me once he had like $800,000 and it dropped down to like $15,000. What? No yeah. way. Oh yeah. No, it went nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. No, it, it absolutely, like when the bottom dropped out for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. You know, they laid off like 90% of their workers over yeah. here and all that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it was 800,000. It, it was pretty high up there though. It yeah. might've been, no, 650, 700 something. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, that's my other hobby is making business plans, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully sooner than later it will be actually running yeah. a business. Yeah, we'll see. Anyways. <laughs> um. So, let's see. Music, which mm-hmm. you still sometimes do. Yeah, just The woodworking around, sometimes. Right? Mm, Not sure. often enough. Right, exactly. Um, let's see, what it else is there, It requires free time. Yeah. What else has there been? What else is there? Oh, we well, we played magic for a while. Yeah, we did board games and other things. Yeah. Um, not well, just magic, magic was first. Yeah, no, that was your introduction to really stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was when we first were mm-hmm. married. Right. And then I went and to then, Afghanistan and kept playing magic. And yep, we'd play online. Uh huh. I think. Uh huh. No. No, you and I didn't play it online. Oh. Um, well, you played it there, and I played mm-hmm. it here. Right. We had and friends then, that were all into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good game. Um, it's definitely. The thing that's nice about games like that, it's basically infinitely variable. You know, everybody right. talks about, I think um, with a deck of cards, there's like 92 trillion or something stupid combinations that you can have, you know, because it's um, one times two times three times four times five to, to tell you how many combos they can be or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. Um, and when you talk about games like Magic, where I think it's 200 and some odd cards per set there's no set number but i think it's over 200 per set and they come out for a year uh-huh. um that's a lot for 25 years or whatever the hell it's been so right. i mean there's basically um 250 300 cards maybe give take so if you can think about a 52 deck of card versus 300 cards <laughs> the combinations you can make you can go nuts you know yeah well but if you're playing standard in, yeah it's like games, last like six sets know, or something in I can't word contest, not yeah, contests. Yeah. I don't yeah. oh. games. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, you know you can only use certain the most recent yeah, cards yeah. typically. Yeah, right? yeah, standard. Um, yeah, I mean there's there's definitely that, and there's other variations of it that that you know say you can use these certain blocks or you can use you know all of these but these banned cards or whatever. Yeah, there's always there's always stipulations, but um, it's just basically an infinitely variable game. Is that you could switch out. You know these these four cards for another you know one of these and three of these or whatever and and play it however you want and uh, it's just it gives you options and it makes you think about how you want to do things and why and it's really right. it's a really good game. Yeah, it was. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then board games we went pretty heavy on for mm-hmm. for quite some time. Yep. And then we had kids and now we have no time for yeah. board games. What's what's a board game? <laughs> so yeah. I don't yeah, know. we used to have you know six hour games on Saturdays and Sundays mm. or you know whatever day of the week it was. Yeah, those were fun. Yeah. Yeah. I still uh, do those for my birthday whenever I get the chance. Right. It's pretty much the only time we play the big heavy games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did uh, New Year's Eve, I think. Uh, sure. The first year the girls were born. Well, it's because they were, or you know, maybe the second year. Yeah, they were. No, I think it was the first year. Yeah, because they didn't really. Don't do that, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <What> are you doing? 
Jesus, what's wrong with you? I'm sorry. I know. They're contagious. So, yeah. So, um, I don't know. What other hobbies do I have, I guess? I don't know. I mean, they're not as active as your hobbies are because, you know, my my hobbies are literally work and if I get free time kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I've got the, the other podcast, which is kind of a newer thing. We've only been doing it for a couple months now. Right. Um, and that's fun. You know, I, th- I think... You know, not getting too meta of talking about podcasts on a podcast. <laughs> um, I think what's nice about it is it changes how you get to speak to people, which is nice. It does. Um, it makes you rethink um, your actual opinions on things because you have to verbalize them a little bit more. Okay. Um, and then, you know, when you're having like the cows and canoes ones that I do, you know, it's really off the cuff and um, it's it's a fun way to socialize and you know relate to people that are in the same industry as you but have different experiences so you get to hear stories that you may not have heard for the first time um you know and and you really get to see how people process things and it's really just interesting so um podcasting is probably going to be because we have the equipment it's probably going to be a longer (laughs) term uh one yeah for sure even if we don't get to start you know a food truck or if we don't get to do whatever my next craze becomes or whatever this will probably last for a little while um, you know, just because it's already ready to rock and I can start rolling into it and whatever. Well, um, and it's easy to do. I mean, yeah, sure. you know, especially for us to just, you know, mm-hmm. we, we can just do it whenever, you know, whenever, <laughs> sure. whenever we have kids <laughs> sleeping for at least We're an like hour. three weeks without doing <laughs> one together. Um, I mean, I did one with Jason, I did one with Wendell, but, um, you and I, you know, it's a lot harder to get us in the same room at the same time when I'm not sleeping or you're not trying to do something. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you know, my days, well, and then we had family in town this last week. Yeah, right. And so, you know, by the time, I don't know, I don't know why we didn't do it this last week until just now. Because mm-hmm. yesterday was, you yesterday, had to shower and I went to bed. Yeah, I needed to shower because I was smelly. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, hmm. I stink again today, so I don't know what yeah, that's about. It's the middle of summer. And it's hot. Well, it's not the middle of summer. It's it's hot outside, though. Uh, but I wasn't really outside much, and it was raining, so... True. Humidity. I mean, I just... I don't know. Fair. Maybe I'm just... I remember with the girls, mm-hmm. I had more body odor, like, as a nurse, because like, I was nursing, and mm-hmm. that's, like, a normal thing. Interesting. Um, and so... I don't know if it's related to that still, and maybe I'm just noticing it again right. or something. I don't know, but it's really annoying. Mm, I get that. I don't like showering every single day. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of other hobbies that I that I actively engage in. I mean, I think the only two things I do right now have been podcasting and then playing Xbox every once in a while. But um, you know, if it's once a week, I'm lucky. Maybe it's twice a week sometimes, but um that's always fun you know you and i were talking about that a little bit yesterday um the the thing that i enjoy about it is that whenever i'm playing it's not actively thinking about what i'm doing right it's kind of just switching off the head and just like doing things yeah you know and it's not because you've been doing it for so long yeah it's i mean it's such a second nature thing to you right like for me, I, it's not that way for me. You yeah, know, I'm you very to, actively thinking about what right. I'm doing and what my next move is going to be and, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't say sewing is like that for me because I do have to think about it a lot, you know, to make sure that I'm doing it right. right. But I don't know. Um, but you're probably not 
when I say actively thinking, like you're moving through and you're actually, you know, sewing or cutting I'm concentrated or on that. Right. My you, mind is not going through a million other things right. like normal. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's nice. It's an easy way to just, um, you know, kind of let everything else go and just do something, which is, you know, very, very tough to do. Um, I guess I read a decent amount too. Um, you know, I pretty much yeah. read, I don't know, three or four books a, a month or something. Um, that's usually how I try to pass out. Right. But, yeah. <coughs> hey, you just got on to me about I that. I know. Nah, that's the way it is. Eleven <laughs> thirty at night. And, Brandon's uh, yawning. I got a fifteen-hour day tomorrow, so. Mm, why are we doing this? Because <laughs> yeah, you know we haven't done it in a while. So yeah, I don't know what el- what other questions you have about my hobbies. Mm. I guess because uh, you're the one interviewing me. So oh my gosh, yeah. I know it's crazy. First right? time. Mm, you gotta get used to it. Break of my cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called popping. Actually, same thing. <laughs> Stomping on. I yeah, don't know. sure. Either way, whatever. <laughs> you do you, boo. Um. Hmm. Let's see. So, what's your next interview question, ma'am? I don't know. I didn't write anything down. Yeah, well, <laughs> understandable. Um, I mean, gosh, I don't know. You know, it's weird. It's a lot harder than it looks, huh? No, I knew it would be hard. <laughs> That's why I said I didn't want to do it. Oh well, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> I mean, because we've talked about it before. You know, me doing one. Or maybe I had talked about it with my mom. My mom wanted to get like me, Zoe, and her on, and I was like. I, I think it'd be fun. I don't really want to lead one. I don't know if I can lead one. And she said, well, I can do it. And I'm like, I love you, mom. I mean, I don't think that <laughs> she couldn't do it. I agree. I, it's just, um, you know, raining in the rabbit holes. Sure. But I mean, she'd probably be fine. As long as she's in the right mood, she'd mm-hmm. be good. Well, the trick to, you know, doing something like this and actually making it relevant um, to the people you're talking to isn't, necessarily like oh i have to have all these great questions or i have to you know want to find out this exact thing or whatever usually it's it's geared around open-ended questions you know um so like if i was going to ask you you know a little bit more about your hobbies you know so why is sewing or why is gardening this or why is whatever this um those are those are the questions that get you talking and then once you get talking people just go down a rabbit hole that's right. what I've been doing, um, you know, with the other ones that you'll you'll listen in and I'll just ask a lot of open-ended questions. Right. Um, and just let them go to town, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so what is it about your father that bleh, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of psychiatrist-like <laughs> um, or whatever you want to call it, I guess. Well, yeah, but we've already talked about all the things. All the things. I mean, well, I mean, I guess we didn't really go into too much detail. So you still brew. That's yep. like the one thing that you've kept doing for the last 10 mm-hmm. years. Yep. It's probably like your longest standing. I mean, besides gaming, which you already yeah. said why that's so nice for you. So what yeah. is it about brewing that you like so much? Um, that's a generally tough question because what? it's not, well, there's not like this one thing that makes brewing worth it. No, you um, should list off like 30 things. I, you would think it. so. You know, but I mean, I can start listing them off for you. <laughs> sure. Um, the main thing I think is the creativity point, you know, yes. is that I like to play with flavors and right. that's always whether I cook, whether I brew or whatever. Um, and then there's also, 
you know, it's not just like, oh, you know, I, I want to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, okay, I want to do X, Y, and Z, but I want to make sure that it's still a drinkable beer. And I don't always succeed. Like, <laughs> um, I can say more often than not, I've made beers where I've been like, you know what, this this should be pretty good. And you're like, that's not the flavor I was expecting out of that. That is, right. okay, you know. Um, like right now, the two that I have in the fridge, you know, I put too much oak in for too long of a time so it's really oaky and the other one I threw peppers in um, and once again I made a really fucking spicy beer and like I didn't even put a whole lot of peppers in I put less in than I did the first time yeah um, but you were know were they the same pepper or a different pepper um, generally generally speaking they were the same pepper but you have a scale on each of the peppers that will be like oh 5,000 to 25,000 scoville oh yeah you know so because it depends on their yeah. age and their size and yeah, and where they were raised and how much water uh-huh. was there and, and yeah. what the actual soil content was mm-hmm. and all kinds well, of stupid and shit. The time of day that they're picked. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't know that yeah, for school. So, That's interesting. Well, I mean, I assume because mm. it's uh, like for the sweetness of tomatoes or parsley or anything right. like that, you're supposed to pick in the morning before you water, and because. The sugars. the the sugars are more concentrated, like in tomatoes specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, for parsley, you're supposed to wait sense. until the morning dew has you know dried off. Right. But before you know, before you water. Interesting. Um, so. Yeah. So I mean, that's one of those things, though. Like I think this most recent one, which was a uh, Belgian triple that I added the um, peaches that we had a friend pick up, and um, you know we. Uh, I, I de-skinned and then took out the pits and then froze them and blah, 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 blah. You know, all the work that goes into it. You know, mm-hmm. beer is a lot of work for a little bit of profit. You know, I mean, yeah. and it's not really a cheap hobby either. You know, and that's the reason I'm thinking about, I've thought about giving it up multiple times. Um, I well, get, it's cheaper than buying beer. It is. It is definitely um, cheaper than buying. But, um you know, if you're going to make a batch, you don't make a small batch. So it's like, right. I can go buy a six pack for like 10 bucks or I can brew a batch for like 50 bucks, you know, and I get obviously, you know, you know, 50 bottles or whatever. So it becomes a dollar a bottle. So you save like four bucks a bottle or whatever it ends up being. Um, so, you know, you, you save a good, good amount on it, but just because you save it, it's one of those things you and I've had this conversation before when it comes to finances, you know, if you spend three hundred dollars to save thirty, you're not really saving money. You're still spending three hundred dollars. But you're gonna spend a lot more than fifty dollars in a month. Sure. On beer buying six packs. Correct. Than if you're drinking your five gallons of beer that you made. Right. Yeah, and that's exactly my point. Um, you know, it is expensive to do it every time that you do end up doing it. Um, so it's not really a bad thing. It'd be a lot easier if I was doing it more often. Um, but it's always like, okay, I've ran out of beer. Now I'm going to have to buy some beer while I wait for my other beer to age and get done. Um, so. Or while you just really don't like the beer that's in the fridge. Yeah. Well, the ones I have out there, the problem is I still have that CO2 leak that I haven't fucking figured out yet because I haven't had time to pull it all apart and reseal it. Oh, I didn't realize you still had a leak. Yeah. I thought maybe it was dripping again. It might be, yeah. But I didn't feel it come. I couldn't feel that it was coming yeah. out of the taps. Mm-hmm. But I swear I smelled it in oh, the garage. Possibly, yeah. So, so that's again, you know. Um, but a lot of uh, the brewing side that makes it fun is that you can have a little more control over what you do. You can have you know a specific style that you want to brew into. Um, and it's kind of a chemistry thing, you mm-hmm. know. Like you get to create things, and I think. 
I'm, I'm a guy that likes to create things. That's just generally, you know, there's some people that, you know, don't want to spend the time and effort to do things. And I like to come up with things. And if it's a new idea, you know, I really like to jump into it and, and that becomes a thing. And I think that's what brewing has really stuck with me is that I can do kind of whatever I want and, you know, make a beer out of it, you know, and it's, yeah. it, it's more than, you know, just like, oh, I'm going to get, you know, drunk and do this, you know, like, if you ever talk to somebody who um, is really deep into cigars, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of in that same boat as a good wine sommelier and all these other vices and things, you know. Um, some people are like, no, you're just a smoker. Or, you know, you're just kind of a drunkard. But it's like, but it's not. Right. You know, it's literally the equivalent of having, you know, good cheeses from around the world. Yeah. You know, it's it's you know, so many different options and so many different things that can affect it in so many different ways. Um, you know, five degrees of temperature differences make all the difference. You know, we had um, one of the Sriracha Ace hops, one of my favorite hops out there because it can do so much shit. It can taste like dill. It can taste like um, butter. It can taste like, um, what is the other thing? It's dill. Sriracha? Yes. Yeah, uh, not Sriracha. Sriracha. Uh, S-O-R-A-C-H-I. Oh. Um, what's sriracha? Uh, it, they make a line of pear ciders and things. Um, mm. They're the ones that have the playing cards on them, aces of spades and things. Okay. Um, well, they have a custom hop that they have. It's the sriracha ace hop. And uh, it just has a wide variety. And depending on the temperature at which you ferment it, um, or if it's in secondary, or if it's you know done for here, it creates a whole multitude of flavors. You know, huh. So you can make a dill pickle beer without actually having any kind of pickling spice or anything you want to throw into it. Just by fermenting at the right temperature with the right hops, huh? You know. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, you know. So, and then with the age of beer, it makes all the difference as well, um, you know. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that make it worth it and make it fun, but it makes it more complicated as well. And anything that's complicated makes people like, get confused by it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what makes a good beer could be anything. Um, what makes a, a really good beer is one that people can get around and drink together. Um, that's what makes a good beer, really. Yeah. You know, I can tell you for a fact, everybody always talks shit on like Natty Light. Mm-hmm. I will guarantee more memories are made with Natty Light than they are with some high end IPA that a lot of people just don't get into. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right. Like, you remember that one time we were drinking Natty Light? Like, uh, I can tell you multiple times, like I have a friend who d- used to drink Lost Lake. Uh-huh. Um, it's like 10% malt beverage. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. But it was 10%, you know, and you get a 30 pack for like $13 or something, right? Mm. More mm-hmm. stories are made with that beer than, <clears throat> than you know, a lot of other beers. So yeah, for um, sure. what makes a good beer is something that, you know, people can get around and have a good story with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So that's an interesting anyways. perspective on it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Hmm. So what about? Mm-hmm. So I guess I mean woodworking mm-hmm. is that similar? Um, so I haven't gone as deep in the the woodworking hole though. You know, like I have the equipment because I've, it's expensive. Well, it's not that it's just expensive. Like I didn't really start like getting into it until after we had kids, right? You know, so it's one of those things, I think I'll do it more once they get a little older, mm-hmm. um, you know, because the kids being three and nine months or almost 10 months now. She's 10 months today. Is it today? Is it 10? It's today. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, you know, 10 months old. Um, Happy 10 months, Evie. (laughs) uh, It's one of those things that's very, you know, new on my radar. Not that it's new, like I don't know how to do it. I've done woodworking stuff in the past, um, but I didn't have the tools to do it. And now that I have the tools, I just don't have the time. You know, because it's like, hey, leave me alone for four hours. And you're like, good fucking luck. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you can have 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, There was actually a quote. I don't know if I posted it to the Oklahoma Life page or not. It made me laugh so hard. Um, It's like, if you want your wife's attention, just pretend to try to do something. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) Same with kids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you need mom's attention? Go be quiet for a second. <laughs> no, if you need your kid's attention, pretend you're on the phone. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, mm. what other questions you got? Well, Now's your time. so. Probably the only time you're going to interview me. Oh, my gosh, probably. <laughs> so, what about D&D? Mm. Because you've been. Yeah, you five years or so now, four years? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Did we start that before? We started that when I was pregnant, I guess. Yeah. Well, we twins. actually started it before that. We started it in the other house before even, you know, we're even close to that because I built that Harry Potter D&D game for you. Oh, yeah. That was before we ever got pregnant at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. That was like 2014. Yeah. That was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. I um, enjoyed working on that yeah. with you. Um, so tell us about that and then why we didn't continue it. Time. Ever. <laughs> um, no, the so the Harry Potter thing was pretty cool because um, we used that, uh, oh God, what's the name of that test? Where you're like, I'm an INTJ or whatever it is. Um, yeah. No, one. I think those are the ones. Yeah. Well, I used I can't that remember what it is, to though. kind of determine your house and then you would, um, you know, put your points wherever you need to point them or whatever. And then you had, um, you know, different spells that you'd have access to and different things and blah, blah, blah. And then it generally played like D and D where it's like, okay, you have whatever, you know, school class or whatever that you're throwing points into that give you modifiers for your spells and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Um, so that was pretty fun. Um, that was, I don't know, because I had free time, I guess. I don't even know why I did it. <laughs> And then uh, D&D as a whole, or really role-playing games, um, I think as a whole, have always been fun for me. Um, You know, I I wasn't crazy into them when I was younger. A lot of people are like, I started in the 70s, or like, Mm -hmm. I started here, you know. Well, you weren't even Um, born in the 70s. Right, yeah, fair. (laughs) Um, I didn't start till much, much later. Um, Wait, I thought it was around, I thought it originated in the 80s. Like, no, it started in 73, I think, or oh, 71. Oh, I thought it was the 80s. No, the 80s had the satanic panic, um, in which case, if you've never heard that term the before. Panic. Yeah, so <laughs> satanic panic was a big thing that, that people, um, there were a lot of, you know, adverts and there were a lot of uh, churches putting out big things against it or whatever um, because, you know, there were <sighs> other deities and there were, you mm-hmm. know, all kinds of shit and... It's one of those oh, things that, religion. yeah. If 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 they don't understand, it, it's bad. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's one of the dumbest things. Instead of like, oh, I don't understand it, I should learn more about it. Mm-hmm. It's no, I don't understand it, so it's fucking evil. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh god. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we've talked about that or not. Hmm. Shoot. My like conversion 
No, we never talked about it. Yeah. Is this the time or do you want to hold that for another episode? <laughs> well, I was just going to say that, you know, that was my opinion mm-hmm. before as sure. well, you know, like yeah. about atheism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't understand it. Sure. And I didn't really know anything about it. And right. so it was satanic. I mean, I basically right. thought it was equivalent, no, and no. you know, it's, until I met you. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. This great guy is atheist? Oh, shit. Yeah. What? That was a pastime for a while, actually. Um, you know, Converting think, people? No, Trying no, to convert people? Learning it. Um, oh. Going, I went deep in the rabbit hole for a while, man. Learning um, religion. religion? Mm. Yeah, religion yeah. as a whole, not just, you know, like... A lot of people are like, oh, I've, you know, spent time reading about it or whatever. I spent a lot of time. Like, you know how I get super hyper-focused on things? Um, I did that with religions as a whole. And I, you know, started reading up on, um, you know, why all the faith splintered and and what the different, um, you know, steps in, in all the different, you know, religions happen. Like... You know, you you have the Crusades. Everybody knows generally about the Crusades, but what led up to the Crusades? How did that actually happen? How did you know Islam jump back in the boat with that one? You know, um, you know how did paganism really originate? When people talk about paganism, they're just talking about not Christian. Yeah, you know, they didn't say they we're pagans, like you know, but in the eighties it became like a like oh they devil they worship the devil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas. You know, it, it, it's not that at all. Yeah, I mean, that definitely was nothing. the equivalent in yeah. my mind. You know, but literally, like, it's, when they use the term pagan, they just mean non-Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, but now it's used in a different context. But, so, I mean, like, I went I went deep in these rabbit holes because um, it fascinated me. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to learn as much as I could. So, um, you know, when you jump into those religious conversations, I find often that... Um, there's really only two people that you, you honestly, well, there's three, I guess there's, there's three people you honestly deal with is either those who don't know and have never looked into it. Um, and I say that as in like, they don't know whether they're, you know, like they only know what they've been told. They don't know anything other than that. Yeah. You know, um, that was me. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, I, you know, I've gone to church. I've heard this story before. Mm -hmm. I I know what these guys are talking about. Blah, 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 blah. Like, cool. What about these 300,000 things that are other than these other parts? Like, I've never knew that before. I didn't know that was in there. Right. Um, then you have those people who, um, have read through it and, uh, know it, but take a blind eye to it, which I think is worse. You know, like, um, if, if, I told somebody that I beat my wife every day um, and they were just like, okay, bye. And they didn't do anything about it, say anything about it. Like, dude, that's pretty fucked up or anything. Just like, listen, it's not my life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's, that's just as bad in my opinion. Well, Um, I think the part of the thing that's um, said mm -hmm. these days, at least in my experience, yeah, well, that part's not relevant anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's. It still... was relevant in their day. It's not relevant in our day. So... Yeah. People that pick and choose. Yeah. So yeah. you know, we're just gonna take the overall moral lesson out of mm-hmm. that, and you know, but all this other stuff is still relevant. Right. Which is that doesn't make any sense yeah. either. Um. So again, you have you know the first two types and the last type, um, is, is kind of that in between, um, where there's people who. 
um, haven't really gone into deep into a church or deep into a religion or anything like that. Um, but they know just enough or they know that they don't want that because everybody else freaks out about that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't really follow Christianity. I'm not a Mormon. I know that, but I definitely am not atheist. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but you're just not being anything. Right. You're not, you're not actively saying that, you know, I know or I don't know, or I am this or I'm not this. It's just, I know I don't want to be that. And I don't think I want to be that either. So mm-hmm. I'm just not going to make it's It's non-committal. I think yeah. is the other option. Um, you know, and that, that's pretty much in every state. So the, whether that's, you know, atheism, whether that's actually, you know, Judaism, whether that's, you know, whatever, um, those three are the basic archetypes, right? You have, um, everybody that, that assumes they know the answer or don't know the answer or don't want to look for the answer or whatever. And you try to get those conversations started and it takes a lot for people to even self-identify because it's easier not to. And, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I was, I was, I wouldn't say that I was militant in it. I definitely did want to see what people thought. I for think quite you some were time. Well, when you were younger. I don't, I don't want to say militant in like the same context I think that you're thinking. Um, you know, there are people that when I say militant now, it literally means people want to burn down churches. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not that yeah. way. I definitely wanted to make sure people who were, you know, believing in something knew why they believed in it yeah. or whatever. Um, and I'd make sure that I had an opinion on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think that, you know, religion was, you know, actively pursuing negative means for most things. Um, you know, like Islam has an entire side that's crazy negative. You know, Christianity has that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Klansmen are fucking, you know, um, Christian based. Right. Um, you know, Nazism, Christian based. Right. Everybody's like, no, 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 no they're atheists. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> that's not the way that works, actually. Yeah. Um, it's a political party that, you know, relates to Christianity. That's how they work. And it's unfortunate, but it's the way it works. Um, you know, so, I mean, there are people always, there's always the exception, you know, somebody who is a Klansman who's not Christian, or there's somebody who is a Nazi who's not, or, um, you know, there's somebody who's in Islam who's not, you know, this or whatever, you know, there's always that, but there's, there's people that don't understand that, you know, thinking for yourself goes a really long way. Well, because you're, I, in my experience, Mm -hmm. I thought that I was thinking for myself. Except for you're not. Yeah. And I was told that, you know, it was okay to challenge your beliefs and, you know, things like that and right. yada, yada, yada. And it wasn't really. Yeah. It was as long as you came back to the same answer. Right. And so, you know, uh, right. it, it's complicated, huh? You know, I mean, religion feels really good. Sure. It's, and I think that it's but mostly always... about that for a lot of people that I th- that I know mm-hmm. and that I've been around in religion. Um, it's not, it's not so much about, at least in Christianity, especially, right? Because there's so many um, denominations and sure. They all have different pieces and parts that they have stronger beliefs in mm-hmm. or no beliefs in or whatever. And um, I feel like most of the people that I know are really in it because it feels good and not because of all of the rules. Like, 
I think in Islam, mm-hmm. most people are, it's more about the rules and the Quran and what it says. And yes, it is about what the Bible says in Christianity, but it's more about feeling good. That's why there's worship songs sure. that really get your, you know, I mean, right. They well, they'll call so it that it's the spirit moving I, in you, but it's really just your emotions. I would I would ask you the same question though: is like, what is the difference between that and somebody getting high and listening to Pink Floyd? <sighs> because you're not actually like putting a harmful substance in your body, sure. possibly harmful. Not substance even sure on in that one, body. right? I mean. I would I would it's, put as much um, context on that as you possibly can. Is that you know just because something uh, feels good in the short term doesn't mean it's necessarily good in the long term. I'm not disagreeing. No, no, I know, with you. I know. I'm, I'm making that point. Oh, okay. Though, well, is that when people are in the religious concept of it, it's you often hear, you know, this is this is what makes me feel good about things. Yeah. Right, and like I get that, you know, but Catholic priests feel good about what they do. Right. Yeah. Right. Did I show you that list? <laughs> Catholic priests? Probably not. Um, it's it's like you can type in your zip code and oh, find and all yeah, of the... Yeah, and things, yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, find all of them. Yeah. Like, that's available now, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's things I don't want to think about actively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back, like, mm. I don't know. Sure. So. So, uh, anyways, yeah, I got into religion really heavily. It was <laughs> one of my uh, fun little... Um, sidesteps into uh, a hobby, I guess. Yeah. You know, I think what I, one thing that I really appreciate about you is your ability and love of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we've been talking about homeschooling. And so I've been looking, okay, I've been talking about homeschooling. Yes. <laughs> and so I've, I've accepted you're doing something cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've really been looking into the different types of homeschooling mm-hmm. and things like that. And one of the things that I've come across is called unschooling. Right. And that's where, you know, it's not that you're not, that nobody's learning anything. It's that the, it's completely child led. You know, and one of the video I was watching somebody on YouTube that does unschooling and they said, our kids are never not doing anything. Like if they're sitting around and we don't think that they are looking like they're engaged in something, then, you know, we say, hey, you need to go, you know, like they help guide them to find something else. But, you know, when you talk about how deep you got into religion, I just, I, that was going on in my brain. Like, man, he probably would have been, unschooling would have been really good for him. Because you, in school, I mean, did you like school at all? I didn't mind school. Um, The problem. Because it was fun and social. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was not a social person. Um, Very, very small group of friends. Um, No, I, like, I wouldn't say, like, I'm, I'm super intelligent or anything like that. Um, my okay, brain likes I'll to say th- that. That's fine. Um, <laughs> my my brain likes to work in a weird way. For sure. Right? So if it's something that I feel that I can use, I go deep with it. Mm-hmm. If it's something that I don't think I'll ever fucking use, then I ignore it completely. Um, and that's not necessarily a good way for education no, to work. Right. You know. Well, it's not that it's not a good thing for education to work. It's not a good thing for your relationships. Sure. Because Fair. you tend to not pay attention. Yeah. Well, 
I oh my gosh, that like just clicked in my brain. Yeah, if it was why you want sometimes to use. just yeah. like ignore it and move on. Yeah. Don't care about what I'm saying. It's not, <laughs> and that makes me sound so terrible. Um, <laughs> you have a habit, without this sounding very very terrible, um, of continuing down a rabbit hole once I understand your point, and like that's because I have to finish my story. I understand, but like you you don't see the context clues for whenever like i get it i get it i get it move on move on so like if i try to stop you in the middle of it you get more angry than if i just let you keep going mm-hmm. you know and then usually what happens is you get all the way through and then you're like fuck you quit listening didn't you and i'm like i understood what you're saying yes like mm-hmm. that's that's the conversation we often have like are you still listening like i understood your point like 10 minutes ago 10 minutes ago. Sure. It's random, <laughs> random words. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely like geometry, right? Understood my use for it immediately. Um, mm. You know, like it's not really deep into needing it, but like yeah. I, if I need to find angles or understand angles or understand uh, fucking how to play pool or, you know, how to cut <laughs> right. wood or anything like that, that was in my head like, oh, I need to learn how to cut wood. Right. Um, but I could easily understand how those things come into play mm-hmm. right like if i need to get this this intersection and there's math for that cool awesome yeah right but going past that point i don't need to know how to you know numerically understand how stars move in the galaxies not my <laughs> thing right like yeah. i don't need to know the math for that that's not something that i'm going to pursue i know that i'm not going to pursue that mm-hmm. i enjoy it but I enjoy other people doing the hard lifting on that one. Yes, like, you know, yes. That's as far as it goes. Um, you know, English, great example. I understand um, the, the need to be able to read and write well, right? I understand sure. the, the need to be able to be grammatically correct as needed. Um, as needed. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like... Yeah, no, I understand. Th- well, the the thing that sucks about current day English is that it doesn't take into regional, you know, common practices. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all is a common word down here. For sure. But it is literally a contraction for you all. Right. Right. Now, it's not grammatically appropriate. Eh. Y'all go do something. You all go do something. Yeah. Right. It means all of you go to do something. Right. Right. Now, is it something that you can write into whatever no you know but grammatically it is a word right you know but if you have your traditional english teacher she's going to tell you it's not a word mm-hmm. it is you know um so what what i was good at with english is like i understand the need for reading certain things or understanding certain um you know book sets like i still read all the time obviously um, and there's different styles of books and there's different this and different that. But language has changed so much over the years that if, you know, you're trying to teach me the language you learned in the 70s versus the language we use now, mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. Well, and even accents. I mean, you know, yeah. you watch old movies and... Yeah, and you have like the, um, what do they call it, the Atlantic or Atlantean or some shit, um, like what Audrey Hepburn that's that's her style oh. of speech her her accent is no mm-hmm. longer around yeah um there's a i can't remember the name for it uh but that's a yeah, specific I didn't know that dialect there was a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there is 
Um, you know, so there, there's certain things like that that have a certain place and there was a certain time for it in a way that it works. You know, in like the new age, you know, it's all short text and it's all, um, you know, very, very minimal uh, word usages to get things points across. Uh-huh. You know, if if you understand how to speak with somebody, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to learn your language. You have to be able to adapt and move things forward. Um, so anyways, yeah, no, my, my style of learning has always been what makes sense to me to learn and why. And if I can apply it, awesome. If it's not something I'm going to apply, I'm probably going to data dump it. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, a lot of people just data dump everything. I don't. I feel like I data dumped all of, all of, yeah. you know, just sure. school in general. Right. But that, a lot of that, I think, tended back to you not having a focus on needing to use it for something. Right. Well, I mean, I would say, you know, even high school. I mean, sure. just all of those things. But I mean. But like in high school, you didn't have a plan for college. Right. And then whenever you got to college, you didn't really have a plan because you changed majors yeah. multiple times. And then even after that point, it was continually a thing. So the thing was is that you didn't have a focus on like how I'm going to use this. Right. Um, it was I need to get a good score. Yes. You know. Yes. So, and that's what I don't really like about public right. school is it's about scoring. It's yeah. not about learning. It's right. about scoring. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, Amy had mentioned something to me today about schooling, and I just was thinking about it. And mm. I'm like, I don't know if I really want to put my kids in public school because right. it's all about the scores. And it's you know, not about, you know, their different learning styles. Like, I can tell you now already that they all three are going to learn differently. Sure. And they're all three going to be successful at varied things. And You know, and that's one of those things that's really interesting is that people immediately assign whatever their score is in school to how that kid is. Right. My kid's a straight A student. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. That doesn't mean that they understand anything. Right. That means they understand how to take a test. And that they do the work. Right. You know, now, if you said, hey, my kid can do applied geometry at the age of nine, and they're doing, <laughs> cool, yeah, and listen, your kid's a fucking genius, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> you know, but we're constantly in this age right now where being a straight-A student literally means we are we are guiding towards the lowest common denominator because we are trying to bring the school's average grades up because mm-hmm. they make more money right. the higher their average scores right. are, you know, so instead of focusing on... Um, comprehension and actually, you know, applied and information. And creating good character. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's an entire concept on its own. Yeah. Um, but there's always there's always a better standard than what's out there right now. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, whenever I was in high school trying to learn how to do things or whatever, um, the reason I did so well when I moved over to tech, you know, I went to Tulsa Tech for aviation maintenance technology. I did three years of it. Um, very, very simply put, I got to be hands-on. I got to actually see how things work, be able to take them apart, put them back together. Um, you know, there, there's nothing like, you know, being able to take apart a full engine. I mean, literal engine and put it back together and actually go outside and run it. And, um, whenever you're able to do that, you know, there's a sense of accomplishment. That's awesome. But there's also a whole lot of, holy shit. I hope this thing doesn't fly apart, (laughs) you know? Oh yeah. I bet. Yeah. Like it, it, you're talking about anxiety, you know, that that's one that will, you know, it'll fuck some shit up if it goes apart. (laughs) So being able to actually do stuff like that's really fun. And that's where like, you know, at work currently I've done, you know, my entire life now, 
Um, I'm the kind of guy that when something is broken, I'm be like, I can probably fix it. And yeah. if I can't fix it, I know who to call to get what part I need to fix it. Right. Um, you know, like we, we <laughs> changed out the uh, thermostat, right? Mm-hmm. And like I, I pull the entire thing apart. And I know just enough about electricity to be dangerous is what I always say. <laughs> um, you know, I know I'm not going to burn the place down, but I might be willing to wire some shit that I shouldn't wire. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, you know... It, like I, I pulled everything apart. I was testing wires. I was going out there testing wires. I was connecting different things. And then I tried the IT line. They didn't understand it. So then I called the guy, you know, to come out and check it. And I was like, hey, man, listen, you know, I definitely uh, um, appreciate you coming out. But here's what I've done so far. And I go through the entire thing. It's like, holy shit. Like, okay, so you've done pretty much everything I'm going to do. I'm like, yeah, cool. So why isn't it working? <laughs> you know, um, so it's the same thing at work. Like I pulled, you know, we have a push bar to actually lock that you actually open and shut a door with mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, yesterday, two days ago, the uh, manager on duty was like, hey, the push bar broke. Uh, we can't unlock the door, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll check when I get in. So I show up and they fucking put stickers all over it to keep it open, which was fucking stupid, right? Like literally the push bar was covered in stickers that don't come off easily. Like, you dumb motherfucker. Instead of, like, a piece of duct tape. Or anything just over the the locking mechanism, mm-hmm. you know, where they actually mm-hmm. latches. Like Yeah, or, you, like, something in the door. It, it's Yeah, right, exactly. It's one of those <laughs> things, like, instead of, like, on this door is over here, they tried to keep the door handle turned rather than uh-huh. just putting something from keeping yeah. it just shut. Uh-huh. It's like, why would you do that? Like, how does that make sense? Um, and I know, obviously, I have a different mechanical aptitude than a lot of people, but... The fuck is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> if you're trying to keep that door open, you wouldn't try to keep the handle turned, I'm assuming. Um, no. Right. Pff, why? Yeah. Um, so I pull <laughs> the entire thing apart. Um, I get it broken out, and I have all the screws laid out. I have every piece laid out. Um, and basically, one piece had broken on the inside. Um, so then I called the uh, locksmith, and I'm like, hey, listen, I pulled the entire thing apart. I need this part. They don't have it available at any local stores you know, can I go somewhere and pick it up locally from you guys? And they're like, no. I was like, okay, can you send somebody out? And they're like, yeah, you motherfuckers. Um, so baby is awake. Um, yep. Thanks for listening, guys. We've, we've already passed our good yep. point here. Um, have a great night, y'all. Have a great night. There's Brandon's hobbies. Yeah, my, my random <laughs> ass hobbies. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I don't know if the baby's actually awake or not. Oh. Um.